This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mint Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but to myself. That goes without saying. But what dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, It's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So see mcdonalds.com for full details. Merry Christmas and welcome to the Ale and Vale podcast. It's a Boxing Day special. Um, let's start with the positives. Johnny. We've announced today we're doing a quiz. Talk us through it. We have indeed. So Friday the 9th of February, we're hosting the second Ale in the Vale quiz. But this time, it's dedicated solely to music. And the reason why it's dedicated solely to music is because we're doing it for a really, really, really good cause, in my opinion. There's so many people that we spoke to today that have said, Look, we're not based. We're not based locally, so probably won't be able to make it. So, can we set up a just giving link? So, we we will be looking at once we know what we've got and stuff like that. Um, having a bit of an online auction for a couple of bits because what we've a few things that we've secured in principle will allow us to do that. Um, so yeah, there will there will be something going online, but we're holding it to memory of of George Andrews. So all the proceeds to it are going to the Dougie Mac. Um, and yeah, it's 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 hopefully going to be another great night. And as Steve's already mentioned, Steve Steve's with us, but he'll be hounding you with his card reader, so you won't be able to get a, get a, get away from from that side of it. But yeah, you'll 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 get a chance to have a bit of fun. Um, hopefully, listen listen to a bit of music and try and stop Bez from singing. Mm. Don't know if that's going to happen. But yeah, in George Andrews' family, we asked them who they'd like us raise money for, and they chose the Dougie Mac. So. Yeah, it should be a real good night. Looking forward to it. And it found be more entertaining than the shit that we're putting out on the pitch at the moment. Yeah, well, if if it's still in that state state by February, then um, I think it's going to be, it's 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 not going to be pretty, is it? No, no, it's not. We'll be choosing, we'll be choosing different songs, yeah. <laughs> funeral march and stuff like that. No, but um, speaking, uh, Dougie Mac helped my family out a lot when, when yeah. Sarah's dad was bad and like for anybody in Stoke on Trent probably you'll all know somebody who's got a connection with the place. It is like 
it's a wonderful place, really. And, you know, anything we can do to help them out, we're going to do our best, aren't we? So, and also have a right good laugh as well, because it's as much about that as well, you know. Last time we had, we had immense fun last time. That was important as well. Yeah, no, we did. It was a great laugh. Everyone enjoyed it. A lot of people also said in the last one we didn't have a music round. So here you go. We've got a whole quiz dedicated to music. So we'll be sorting out a bit more details, but it will be the 9th of February. Tickets go on sale Friday, as we've already said. Um, and yeah, watch this space. Ale and Vale quiz number two. Yeah, and and I'm just going to put it out there. We have provisionally got a date for Ale and Vale quiz number three if this one goes well. So correct. It's 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 all going off. So if you can't if you can't make this one, then don't worry. There is another one um, in 2024 being planned. Yeah. Um, yeah. So all, all all exciting. It's looking good. Um, on that on on that note, and yeah, it's again re, real good cause, and there'll be bits and pieces on the night for for people to get involved with. Um, so yeah, tickets go on sale Friday. We're not hundred percent sure on the time as yet, um, but we will tweet that out possibly tomorrow. What time they go on sale, just so people can have an idea of of when to expect them. They'll be through the Vale website again, like they were previously. Um, so it's the same setup. We've got single tables, um, up to eight people. So so you'll, you'll get mixed in with other, other single quizzes or a table for eight. And you'll be with you and seven friends, six friends, five friends, four friends, three friends and his dog. Woof. So yeah. there you go. Exactly. So, go, get, go on. I was just about to say, get, get them, get them booking when, when they're on sale. See, we'd we'd love to sell out again. Um, the last one went really quickly, and thank thanks to everyone. And we 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 raised a tremendous amount of money towards the statue. Um, and yeah, we, we hope that we can we can have a bit of a repeat of that again. Yeah, definitely. And the quiz uh, again, the tables will be forty pound for eight or five pound for your single quizzes. And the main sponsor for the quiz night is Ignite with an eye. So get yourselves over to Ignite with an eye. Thank you very much to Chris and the team over there for sponsoring us again. Um, get yourselves over there for gas, electrical, air conditioning. Go over, have a look at them. Do corporate as well as um, individuals. So if you have got your own business, give them a shout, see what they can do for you. I know Chris does a great job, does a lot for the Vale, a lot for the Rudge statue. He's done, obviously, sponsoring our quiz night. And also he's put other money into the Rudge statue. And I know he doesn't like being shouted out, but... He has put a lot of money into club. Bail fan, so supporting. Ignite with an eye. That's where the positivity starts. So, let's start with a warning. This podcast will contain dog shit. This podcast will contain Crosby out. This podcast will contain plenty of opinions that aren't positive. So, if you don't want to hear any of that or you're in a nervous disposition, please stop listening now and just come along to the quiz. And don't listen to what we've got to say about that shower of shite that happened today. Because let's not sugarcoat a turd. The last 20 minutes or so does not sugarcoat what happened in that first half. We'll get into it in more detail, but that first half is solely to blame on the manager. What I saw was one team that when they got the ball, they had players sprinting forward, getting into space and knocking the ball into the space and running into it. We had another team that put the foot on the ball, turned back and have a look which ball backwards they could play. No one running forward, no one making movement. And it was an absolute fucking shit show. And when Bale pulled it back to 3-1, I didn't even get up and celebrate because nothing worth celebrating. 
I'm actually at the position I wish they'd have gone on and scored another three, so we lost 6-0 and just get rid of him. Because that sugar coach, what's gone on today, we've papered over the cracks for too long. I called for him out on here after the Cheltenham game, and then he kind of went, ooh, maybe I went a bit too early. I didn't go too early. That man has got to go now because he's killing the football club. It's toxic in the crowd. The football's boring as fuck, and I've had enough of him. Johnny, over to you and stop me ranting. <coughs> Let's, let's let's be honest, mate. Like that second half was dreadful. Like yeah. it wasn't, it, and we haven't was... even talked about Wickham, which we're not going to try and do a pod. The no. fucking goal back in that sugar coating, what was absolute fucking diabolical for eighty-seven minutes. Yeah, but like the second half today was dreadful, and people go, "Oh, we scored two goals, we played." But that's that for me is absolutely disgraceful. That second half is because if you do it in the second half, where the fuck were, were seven of them players in the first half? Because seven of them were on the pitch in that second half. You're probably looking eight or nine of them actually, because Massey was a complete different player that second half. His end product still wank, but he moved. Probably if you if if you get get his little tracker thing off him, his GPS tracker, and look at the first half compared to the second half, I reckon I reckon he moved. 100 metres more, because I think he, in the first half he ran zero metres and the second he ran 100. Mm. Like, it's just, there's there's so much wrong with it. Like, what's happened at half-time that, that that sparked that performance? Why have we, and this isn't me defending Ryan Loft here, so people don't jump on it, but why have we hung Ryan Loft out to dry, who we know isn't a very good footballer, but why have we hung him out to dry in the first half by pumping balls up to his head, stood on the left wing with no one in, in, in 20 miles of him, to then change his second half, to stop pumping balls up to, to, to reach his head, to actually play him into a place where him and Willow can link up a little bit more, and actually, like, look like we're we're actually bothered about it. If that's the case, start the fucker. Ooch wasn't even in the, in that seventeen, eighteen, whatever it is anymore. And yet, something happens to De Pepe in the warm up, which has got to be because the team sheets were announced. So something's happened to De Pepe. Ooch has come in, then got forty five minutes, and then, in, in his credit, he's got himself an assist, and um, he had an involvement in Chiz's goal as well. So like, he's actually got himself involved, but. He's still shit, and it's like it's just not, it's just not right. Like we just, I just like I say, I feel like we've unloft out to dry, who we all know isn't very good. Yeah, and that's on. I agree with you because Loft was winning, had us flicking it on, but then because we've got no one around him, it was going to them, and then everyone's on Ryan Loft's back there. Who've he added that to? Well, if the ball's in the air, what if he doesn't edit? People are moaning because fucking hell, they can't even add a football. But then when he adds it on, but nobody's there, fucking hell, who's he adding it to? He can't win the bloke, can't. And again, same as you, Johnny, I'm not defending him because he's shit. We all know he is. But actually, a lot of the stuff that's going on isn't his fault. No. And this, I had, I had a good chat with a guy in front because, like, that third went in and it wanked by Loft. Do you know what I mean? He's yes, controlled yes, it with, yes. Yeah, he's controlled it with his chin and then take two, take 46 touches and still couldn't get it under control. And so a bloke in front was, like, screaming at Loft, calling him wank and stuff like that. And I went, he is, you're not wrong, but... The other 10 on that pitch in the first half have been just as bad as him, barring, barring probably Garrity and Alfie that, that that showed a bit of courage and a bit of something throughout the 90. The, the others were just, they were just bad. And it's just, I don't understand how we can go from putting the performance in we did against Wigan to the tripe away at Wickham to... to 
somehow managing to be even worse against Barnsley this first half to then come out second half and go, oh, look, we've had a go. Like, a 16-year-old has probably saved him his job by not winning the game. Like, it's bonkers. Like, Shorrock scores and it's probably saved him his job for, for another week. Like, Blackpool have lost to Burton today, but that means fuck all when they're going to roll up here on Friday, have a barrel of laughs, go put bypasters and then move on. Because that's what will happen if we play like that again. Let's put it into context. Exeter have beat Wickham today. That's how bad Wickham are and they were the better side against us. Yeah. It's sad. And another unpopular opinion I'll give you now is Alex Jakovic, since he's come back from injury, if his name was Kofi Barman, he'd be getting absolute palters for the performance he's put in because everyone loves singing his little song. You can't criticise him. No, you can. The Yak has been absolutely fucking dog shit since he's come back from fitness. Steve, join in the conversation. Yeah, um, it's difficult to follow that. I would um, start by saying our defending for those three goals is fucking appalling. The, well, the first one, Grant loses his man. Yak rises like a salmon to the John West and the ball just loops over the end. It's so basic. It's so basic. The second goal, there's one man in the box and the Yak loses his man. I think that Loke would do a bit better. Johnny doesn't, fair enough. But the way that Devante Cole, he doesn't even have to try to go past um, to go past Debbie. It's, that's embarrassing. In the third goal, well, Ryan Loft, I felt sorry for him up until then for the reasons you guys have said. Even if you end up the launch, you end, you tried to hold it up. We've got no desire to get around him. But for that, when, when the ball comes to him originally, he takes four, four touches to miscontrol it. Then when he's finally put under some pressure, he's as weak as piss, and then just sits there and watches their lad peck it in. As bad as we are up front, we are equally bad at defending. And the last 20 minutes, oh yeah, all well and good. And it's, it is, and you could see what was happening. You could see the narrative spinning through Crosby's head. Oh, this is good. You know, I could say the first half was crap, but second half say this is what we want to do. No, because Barnsley were, Barnsley were thinking about Friday's game at half time. They took the spy of their team off, they made four subs and we come back into it. And had they needed to, I'm convinced they could have stepped it up again because we are free-falling into the abyss. And Carol, who has obviously disappeared again now, she has a, I'm a massive fan of her, but when the game gets tough, Carol disappears. You don't, she won't be on Radio 5 tomorrow. And Flick Croft, you know, either come out and say, do you know what? Like Olympi, Crosby State, we're giving we're giving some funds in January, we're gonna sort the shit out. At least it's a statement. Or, or get rid of him. Don't just do nothing. And we've made this mistake with two managers already, and we're and we're doing it again. You know, they've been incredibly successful business people, but they don't seem to be learning from the mistakes of this football club. And Andy Crosby is just free for us and and the crowd will start dwindling. And when the crowd will start dwindling, the money gets less, and then they're gonna have real problems. They need they need to cut this off and snake up the snake off by its head, otherwise we're fucked. Yeah. Well I'll tell you where my head's at now. I've had a season ticket for over twenty odd years. And if Andy Crosby's in charge next season, I'm not convinced I'll have a season ticket. Because I've had enough. It's boring me. It's killing me weekends. I hate football at the moment and we're shit. I've had enough of it. It's complete and utter trash. And the reason he brought them two young kids on who, let's be fair, did well, 
for the reason he brought them on is so we can now say, oh, we've made a pathway from the academy. We're bludging his own youngsters. Luke, we've had the youngest ever goal scorer. Oh, aren't I great? No, you're fucking not. Get out my fucking club because I've had enough. I'll be having a season ticket next year. And so will you. You know you will. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not convinced I will because I've had enough of it. We're sleepwalking into a relegation battle. That squad of players we've got should not be looking below. We should be looking a comfortable mid-table side. We should be... I mean, we showed the second half. If we've got a manager that wanted to play football on the front foot and get at teams, we've got a side more than capable of doing that because we did it today. And yes, OK, Barnsley have turned off a bit by them, but we did it against Wigan. So we can do it. However, we set up to get to half-time still in a game. Let's hope it's nil-nil. We might only be one behind them. We might have a go for a little bit. No, fuck off. I want to watch a team that's having a go at a team for 90 minutes. Because we, them players we've got are more than capable of doing that. However, the manager is clueless when it comes to tactics. He sets us up to not lose games rather than to win games. And I'm fucking sick of it. The crowds are dwindling. The, the crowds are turning. You heard them at half-time today. You heard some chance of Crosby out today. Unfortunately, some people clapped at full-time because we had to go for 20 minutes over a 90-minute game of football. That's not good enough. It's shite. And Carol and Flickers, you now, as already been said, Summit needs to be done. You can't just hide now because this football club is going backwards. And the great work that's gone over the last three or four years, getting us to League One, improving the side, improving everything around the club, we're going backwards now. And all that work could be undone because you're not brave enough to sack a man that shouldn't have got the job in the first place. However, we all said, go on, let's support him. Let's see what he can do. We've tried it. It hasn't worked. We now need a manager into this football club, not someone that's an assistant manager. We need a manager to come in and get the best out of these players because they're more than capable. I have full belief that this squad is a comfortable mid-table side. However, they're being let down on the touchline. They're being let down by the tactics going into every game. Question for you, and this is this is me, me playing devil's advocate rather than actually believing it, but what after 23 games, which is Friday, what to you says comfortable mid-table? What position in the league? 14th round there. So we could be for, we could be 14th come Friday, right? Because we're only a point off Cambridge. We play 23. They've got 27 points. We've got 26. So we could be comfortably mid-table in your words, right? Come Friday, mm. by by drawing a game, a football, right? Is, is, that, good? is, is that good? I'll jump, I'll jump in and say that's all very well, but it's the, traje- the trajectory that we're travelling. Yes, we we you know the the point distribution has been top heavy. We, you know we lost the first game, we go on that good run where we won we won games we were lucky to win. Don't forget, it is yeah. now heading one way. In in ten more games. When we play 30 games, we'll probably have two, a couple more points. Then we won't be 15th. You've got to nip it in the bud now while you while you are still in a position to obtain mid-table. I don't I don't like the argument that, oh, we've got X amount of points now. That's fine. But look, when we've got them, and how are we going about getting them now? Because we don't look like getting any more at the moment. And that and that t- 22 games will become 32 games, and we'll have 28 points then and see where that puts you in the table. And it won't be 14th. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. And also, it's the performances on the pitch. And let's be honest, in the last 10, 
12 league games, and I'm talking league, so take Mansfield out of it. In fact, if I chuck cup games in, it probably strengthens my argument anyway. But in the last 10 games plus, we've had one good performance, and that was Wigan for 70, 75 minutes. And it was very good. At least, you know, real good. However, we still nearly threw that game away. Let's chuck the cup games in as well and say that Stephen each, we might have been good for 60 minutes or so, but the manager has then cost us over 200 grand potentially in the FA Cup, if not more. That's a minimum. So whoever the winner of Stephen each go on to get, because you'd expect us to win that, it's cost us that. You then throw in the Middlesbrough game, which is a League Cup game, a quarter final of a major competition. And we can't even be asked to have a go at him. We just turn up and let him play football around us. We don't get in the faces. That's manager's tactics. Another manager that said, you know what, first 10 minutes, get right up and push them hard, get in the faces, get the crowd on side, let them know they're in for a game. We didn't. We said, oh, do you know what, they play good football, let's try play football with them. Fuck off, it's shite. Yeah, you're right. I was just asking, obviously, because like, we are comfortably mid-table almost in that sense. And yeah, we're lucky we had that run at the start of the season, aren't we? And you're probably right. If they'd have been mixed in the losses and the wins and you win a couple, lose a couple, win a couple, lose a couple, people might not be on his back as much as they are now. But you can feel that the crowd are bored of this. Yeah. I'm not like, I'm not defending him. I, I'm just like... No, I know you're not. I know you're not. Because you said, you said comfortable mid-table thing. I was just interested where comfortable mid-table kind of has its peak for you. Because... Yeah. We're actually three points worse off this season at this stage than we were last, but with seven positions worse off, which shows which shows the strength of this league compared to last. Considering what we were eighth, ninth at this point last season, and we're sixteenth, so you've got to you've got to put that into context a little bit. That does that point, show the strength of the league, or does that show that teams are beating everyone? I think it shows the strength of the league because you you look at. I reckon if you look at Portsmouth on 49 points, I don't think top of the league at this point last year were on 49 points. Is that because last year there was more good teams taking points off each other? Because I get what you're saying from what you're looking at, but you look at it with logic and say Ipswich were in this league last year, they were a bloody good side. Yeah. Who else was up? Chef Wednesday were a good side last year, although the shit this year. Who was the other one go up? Well, Ipswich, yeah. Sheffield. Plymouth. Who were a bloody yeah. good side. And they've been replaced by who come down? Wigan. Wigan. Reading. Reading, who we beat both of them. Yeah. And Blackpool. Yeah. Who we got a point oh. off. I okay. would argue that on paper, and I get yeah. football's not played on paper. On paper, this league was stronger last year than it is this year. Yeah, I I, I get that. But what I will say, what I will say then yeah. counter yeah. that mm-hmm. is Portsmouth are on 49 at the top. Barnsley and 7th are on 41. So there's not the, the, there's not a there's not a huge gulf in between the two, is there? Like, no, and that's my point I'm trying to make, but not articulating it very well. That's because teams are capable of beating teams, whereas last year you knew most weeks Ipswich, Plymouth, Sheffield, they were running away with the win. Did all three end with 90 plus points? Yeah, but, but then... You've only got to say that if Portsmouth, Portsmouth on 49, people are on 45, Bolton 45, Derby 43, Oxford 43, there's Stevenage 43. Do you know what I mean? They, they've all got a chance to get finished on 90 plus points. Mm. So I, I don't actually, I don't, I honestly don't actually think that the league's any weaker or stronger. Like for me, 
But what what I do think is that we we are in a position where like I'm just I'm just trying to find it now just so I can have have a look. So eight range here. Where what weekend are we on? Twenty six there. So that point, Plymouth were on fifty points, right? Mm. Ipswich on forty eight. Mm. Chef Wednesday forty six. Mm. Barnsley thirty seven. Bolton thirty five. Wickham thirty five. Derby thirty four. Peterborough was thirty two. So we're six points worse off now after today. Mm. But we're a game. We're, we've played a game. What? No, 22, we've played the same amount at the stage as Boxing Day. So we're six points worse off now. But when you look at the fact that Barnsley fourth on 37 points compared to them now, where the seventh on 41, this league's more competitive. Yes, more competitive. And that's what I'm getting at because the sides are more equal this year. That's what I'm trying to say. But is that not that? So that's more difficult for us then. For us, our points total this season on 26 points, right? Would rather us 15th. And that's that's the difference. It would rather us one position further up. But you look at the league as a total then, like a couple of wins would have got us into the playoffs at that stage, whereas a couple of wins now gets us mid-table. Mm. So it's it's really difficult to compare, obviously, to compare like to like because it's completely different. Oh, yes. But yeah. we we were comfortable come at that stage that we decided that investment wasn't required, that we could scrimp our way through, we'd survive, and everything would be sound. Do you know what I mean? Like the, that's that's mm-hmm. the club's decision that they made at that point. Which, rightly or wrongly, um, we we've all we've we've all had our thoughts and feelings on it and and I don't think any of us agree that not investing in January was the right thing to do then but we had we had what we felt like was that cushion for us to do that we haven't got that this year and what concerns me is like you just said we haven't acted we haven't done anything about it we haven't we, we haven't even bothered to to come out and say anything. Flickcroft did his interview the other week with Baggers, which was a really good interview. The, the stuff that he said in there made sense, but they're just words. Mm. And you, you've got to sit there and go, right, okay, Clark got the chop last season. We were in dire form. Things weren't looking great. There's there, there's there, there's a lot of things that went in. He wasn't in the best best place which is completely understandable and he's yes. doing a decent he's doing a decent job now at, at Cheltenham so we're seeing a lot of people going well Daryl Daryl should have been still be here it's like he, he was never he was never going to get in a good place whilst at this football club this football club holds far too much in 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 his in his heart now so I, I asked for people to stop asking for Clark back because it's unfair for yeah. the man yeah, um, all this my mind Alex please knock it on the head my manager, my manager. We Clark went for loads of reasons, one of which we were shit at football, as well as the, the, the stuff that was or wasn't going on and all this. He's my manager. No, he's not. He's not your manager. I don't support Daryl Clark. I support Port Vale, whoever the manager is. And there's fucking business off. Oh, let's get DC back. It's just it's just nonsense. 
in this agenda that people seem to peddle that he was forced out unfairly, it, for me, it's not true. And whoever we appoint when we sack Crosby, let's say, which I personally hope is quite soon, it's not going to be Daryl Clark. So either go and support whoever he manages. So if, if Darryl, while Daryl's at Cheltenham, go and support Cheltenham, or when he gets binned from there, go and support Opt, wherever he may be, or support whoever. Well, just leave this, my manager, nonsense well behind. That's my rant, that is. Yeah. And Nathan Chaplin's knocked on the head for me and said, we had to sack DC, I get it, but it just shows the difference a manager can make. And I think, I'm hoping that's the point that most people are trying to get at. Um, he's spot on. Like a real manager yeah, yeah. can feel different. Like, and someone messaged me today saying that the Cowley brothers were at Wickham, and I know Bez that probably makes makes you spinning spinning your chair a little bit, thinking I'm definitely not getting that season ticket now. Correct. But let's be honest, I reckon we'd see an hundred percent marked improvement in the football under them pair, and they play Route One. Yeah, we would. What was he Andy Crosby's non-negotiables were at the start of the season? Passion. Desire. Yeah, desire. Fitness. Fitness. None of them. None of that. More goals. None of that. He didn't say, I don't think he ever said, I don't think he promised goals. No, I don't think he said goals, but yeah. But yeah, determination, passion. Didn't see fucking any of that in that first half. Yeah. It was only when it was too late. So, not having any of that. Absolute bollocks. Um, And the other thing I was going to point out, and this isn't me defending saying I want Daryl Clark back by the way, because again, I think, as you pointed out, Johnny, I think that race was run and I get it. And one of the reasons he was sat was because of the performances, rightly so, because we were shite for a good few months. Are these performances now any better? No, the worst. No, the worst. Agree. Because we've, so, we've got better players now. Agree. So, why is Crosby still on the job? It's Boxing day, it's ten past nine, and I'm waiting for a statement from the club saying he's gone because it's absolute dog shit. I've had enough. He might be a nice bloke and he might know everybody's name in the building and speak to them and make them feel part of the team. Great. That's fantastic. And it really is because that's a nice thing to have. And it's I don't most men should do that because it's a humane thing to do. That doesn't mean they're any good between three and five o'clock on a Saturday, I'm afraid. But anyway, let's get on with it. Otherwise, I'm just going rant. And then we'll stop recording. So let's get into the game. Vale v Barnsley. Boxing day at Vale Park. It finished Port Vale 2. Barnsley 3. Barnsley... Go on. We're going to say something. No. Go for okay. it. Uh, Barnsley were three up by half time. They went one up on the 17th minute through Phillips. McAtee made it two on 32. Then added a third on 37. Vale pulled a goal back in the 72nd minute through Chelsea, and then Jack Shoddock on the 90-plus three become the youngest ever goal scorer for the club at 16 years and so many days. So congratulations, Jack. That's one positive come out today. Stats. Vale had 59.1% possession to Barnsley's 40.9% possession. That's great. We're really good at that, controlling the ball. Unfortunately, that's not how you win football games. Total shots. Vale had 22 to Barnsley's 11. On target, seven apiece. What do you think to that? She shows everything you need to do. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. yeah it's just a story. story for, it's a story yeah. the way we play in it. We knock it about pedestrianly at the back to Ripley, to to Yark, to Ripley, to Jason Lowe. And that and that that's made boost your 
Paget possession is that's nice, doesn't it? But yeah. why is that licensed statistics? Because it's bollocks. Yeah. Corners, we had 10 to their three. I think nine of them hit the first man, if I'm totally honest, but we did have 10 corners. Um, saves, Ripley's made four, their keeper's made five. And that's about it, yeah. So, finish 3-2, and we're shit. Uh, let's have a look what Johnny texted me before the game. So, it's sad. Johnny. Smith dropped Cheer again. Cheer up, you miserable bastard. <laughs> yeah. You what, what? It's a cheer up, you miserable bastard. Yeah, just cheer got into up, it. miserable bastard. Probably did. Smith dropped again. Limited choices everywhere. Results in the 11, which most would pick. Wilson would have started for me, even if he can only do half. Bench is worrying because looks like another bout of illness injury striking. So, Johnny, they were your thoughts before the game. Yeah, and look, look, as I've said there, Wilson would have started for me, and I stand by that. Like, well, if if you can only do 45, because Mr. Sports Scientist says says so, start him in the first 45, go 2 0 up. If I'm not saying that that would happen, but go 2 0 up, see out the game without him second half. You can do that. Instead, we, we've we've hamstrung ourselves. He he is by far the best striker we've got at this football club. Like by far, it's not it's not even up for discussion. So, you start your best footballers to win games. I get it; he's not hundred percent fit, and I'm not saying you're playing for ninety minutes, but we you've got to start him. He brings he, he brings so many players into the game. He's he's so comfortable with it and. You've only got to look at when he when he's come on the last two games, what a difference that boy makes. And is that good enough? No, it's not good enough because he's made a paper and he doesn't want to be injured. None of us want to see him injured. But the reality of it is, before the end of January, Willow's probably going to get injured again. Like, it, we, we know that. No one wants it. No one likes it. And I don't like saying it, but he will have a big injury before the end of the season. They'll keep him out six weeks. So. We've we've got to react to that. We've got to do something about it. And you look how we lined up today. For Ooch not even to make the squad is baffling. Because I get that De Pepper came on and did all right. But let's be honest, if if you're relying on a 16-year-old striker to come on and do all right over another seasoned professional that we've gone out and signed, then it's worrying signs, isn't it? So... Yeah, it's just not good. Yeah, agree. Steve? The Willow thing. Uh, first of all, would you give me another contract, both of you? 100%. Yeah, this, 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 this contract, yes, not another. Yes, agree with yeah, that. So I, I wouldn't give him a you know, contract that he was on before, but I'd certainly give him one that's heavily incentivised and you know, there's little risk to the club when he's out injured. What I would say is that, to what you've just said, Johnny, Willow's head and shoulders, the best striker at the club. Fucking hell, that reflects badly on David Flitcroft. This. Yeah, it does. And that's, and that's a big problem. And that's not all at Crosby's doorstep. Would I start him today? Yes, I would. Like you say, try and get on the front foot. He brings players in. He's clever. He's neat. He's got, coming back from fitness, he's got two yards more pace than neutral loft. Play for 45 minutes, then look after him. Then try the same again on Friday. When you're bringing somebody on at 3-0, you know, chances are it's too late, isn't it? Start your best players and then rest rest them accordingly. The bit I want to pick up is on something that you've you've talked about, whether I've been on or not, is um, 
Jason Lowenmill in the back three. It, it stinks when we try it with Brad Walker. Yes, he can pass. Yes, he's comfortable on the ball. Yes, he keeps it moving. But up against a decent strike like Devante Cole, they haven't got a chance in hell. And he's, he's what, 32, three years old? Played right back all his career or out inside. And all of a sudden, we're expecting to play centrally in a leaky defence. Not sure that's the right thing to do. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, I, I can see where you come from. I've liked him there, to be honest, until the last couple of games. But so have I, but when he's, when, I've liked him there when he's been up against no one, just mm. like Brad Walker was. I think yeah, Carl Eilerway, Brad Walker. Fair. Yeah, no, that's fair. real fair point and good point, to be fair. Never thought of it, but yeah, I'm with you. Johnny, go on then. Mark for Crosby, coaching staff, sports scientists and all that bollocks. Yeah, it's it's a one for him, and that he, he get he gets the one because he brought the two kids on that were sound. I think he brought like, them on to save his job, so we could say, do you know what? There's a pathway from the academy. So, so no, sort of, a couple of people have messaged the pod and stuff like that about it, um, and someone's asked Crosby bringing on Lomax and Shorrock when we just got it back three one. Was it Crosby giving up and giving youngsters minutes? A big fuck you to Flickers demonstrating that he's got so little depth in the squad that he has to bring a 16-year-old on or the generally better options than we have. They were the three things. And I think it's just the fact that we've got 10 first-team players out injured at the minute. We've got two that are in the bomb squad massively because I don't know if it's a swear word around Vale Park at the minute, but I'm going to say it anyway. But Tom Conlon can't be anywhere to be seen. And I fucking hammered him last season. And I, I'm not, I'm not saying that he's going to be a different player this season. But hanging, hanging eighteen-year-old Reese Walters out to dry and not having a, not having a, a, another option on the bench when, when Tom Conlon's there is, is, is bonkers. And Steve, you said in the group earlier, do you know what I mean? Like, are, are we just not willing to risk him because, because he's fucking off in January? I get that. I get that. I mean, do you know what I mean? If, if he, if he turns up and breaks his leg, but. God forbid it, he could get injured walking the dog. So, like, are we just saying to him, please don't leave your house just in case you get it by a buzz? It's like so, so, so much of it is you, we, we can't go around protecting these players above our future. And, like, I just don't understand it. Like, Lewis Cass has disappeared into the abyss. And again, not saying he's the answer, but when we're struggling at wing back, Lewis Cass could come on there. He's, he looks decent going forward. He could have gone on there instead in, instead of bringing Lomax on. And that's not me digging out Lomax because I thought he did well. But throwing kids on when there's professionals with 30, 40, 50, in, in Tom's case, 150 games under the belt, is it's just, just really confusing at the moment. It's like we don't hear anything. Dan Jones seems to have disappeared off the face of the earth. Like when we're really struggling with defenders. And again, I'm not saying he's the Messiah or anything, but we, we seem to have tried every, everyone else. So it, it, that doesn't make any sense. And there's just so much at the minute which don't make any sense. Like, I get Mitch's out injured sound. Tom sang we nothing about what, what happened with him. Sort of thing just disappears after 45 minutes. Yeah, Crosby did say he got, I think he said Achilles problem at Wickham, which is why he came off at half time. I just, I think, I, I, I don't know. I thought he'd been up to half time at Wickham for his performance. Yeah, because I, I, I like Sangi, but he was shite. 
Yeah, he was. But I asked the question, how slight is slight? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. he, um, I mentioned it a few weeks ago around Tom Pett sort of thing. Tom Pett has now played about six, six, 90 minutes of football for Cheltenham. He wouldn't even be on. He wouldn't even be on one full game in ninety minutes for us no. at this minute. So, like, I, I'm looking at it and thinking, what's what's going on? Like, what what is the big thing? Have we signed players who are just that broken that we can't ask them to push their body a little bit more? Or is 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 there some is is there something where these players are actually saying? I can't do this, boss. And if they are, that's houses. I mean, that that's people hiding because the going's getting tough. And it's it's like, I just, I, I just think you look back at players and like, I know the football's evolved and I know things have changed, but hope he played on with a broken fucking shoulder in a, in, in a Johnson's paint trophy game. Like, and I get that it's different because. He's a different sort of player. He's he's a Vale fan and stuff like that. But there, there's there's that sort of balance, isn't there, of someone someone being in the trenches and running through a brick wall for your football club, and someone shying off because they've got a bit of a a bit of a knock and a bit of a sore Achilles. Like I just and I'm not saying that is with Sang, right? But it just seems far too often that we've got players with li- li- little little bits of something that'll come back the next week and play 90 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Like, Grant the other week couldn't play couldn't play more than 30 minutes against Stephen. He ends up playing 45, and then the next week plays two 90s on the bounce or whatever it was. It just, Things like that just don't make any sense to me. Like, how much can you protect a person before, before like, they're going to break down anyway? You, you can't tell me that there is a specific amount of 30s, 20s, 40s, 60 minutes that a that X player needs to have before they are fine and they're not going to break down because that's that's been proven by Conor Grant this season already. Had that build up, fucked off injured. Willow had that build up, fucked off injured. Mitch Clark never got going, kept get, kept kept getting little injuries here and there, and then broke his leg once he finally got in there. It's like you, I just don't get it and I don't understand it. I think it's something that I really need like. Like, I really need something. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Steve, a one for Crosby, anything else to add? No, nothing. The only thing I'll add is... Do one. I'll put do in front of the one for Crosby. Yeah, yeah, one's generous for me. Cost us that game in the first half with his tactics. To go and 3-0 down is an absolute shit show. And the Yaks come out and said that's on the play. He says he'd fuck on the play. The players didn't decide to go back every time they got the ball. That's the instructions they were given. So, no, but all on I, I, I do. I agree with Yak a bit there. It is on the players because there's a, there's there's enough seasoned professionals out there that can take the ball ball by the horns and, and actually do something about it. You don't always have to hand it to your manager because he can't fucking drop all eleven off if, if they decide like we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna try something different because we haven't got the fucking players to do it. So and also yeah. what? Yeah, what what the Yak said. I, think, I mean, Crosby isn't miscontrolling the ball five times. Giving away like um, like lofted for their third goal. Crosby isn't his jump isn't so wrong that you can't get a central underneath it like Yax was for the first goal, and he isn't um the one he isn't like Debra letting him just walk letting the uh, Devante just walk past him. A lot of it is on the players, but 
the whole setup, the whole the passive, the ponderous nature, that's on him. So yeah, I'll give Yak a bit, but it's it's nice that he sticks off his manager because he's still a nice man, and that's what matters, isn't it? But he gets a one from me as well. Yeah, no, with you both gets a one. Well, no, one's generous. He can fuck off. I've had enough. <laughs> um, and he is a nice man. And I I'm, you know, I hate to see someone lose the job. However, I'm thinking about the football club at this point, and it's no good for the football club. And it'll be telling that he won't get a job anywhere else when he's finally left the veil. So. Let me rephrase that. He won't get another manager's job is what I mean. Yeah. He'll get another assistant's job because he's got a good track record as an assistant. And yeah, you'd look at him and you'd probably have him as an assistant manager. No qualms with that. I don't think he'll get another manager's job, but he certainly shouldn't. It's yeah. just not up to it, unfortunately. No. Moving on, Ref Watch brought to you by repair-glasses.co.uk. The dog shit continues. Um, if you need some glasses repairing, get yourselves over there. And the dog shit isn't for repair-glasses.co.uk. For the ref, he was woeful. No impact on the scoreline. We'd have still lost the game no matter who was refing. But Barnsley twice in the first half kicked the ball away after he'd blown his whistle. And he had a little laughing joke with him. To get a card offence. What are you having a laughing joke with them for? It's a yellow card offence. Put them in the fucking book. Um, we had a free kick five yards away from where it should have been. Made us take it back. Barnsley could take throw-ins, free kicks, whatever, wherever they wanted to. So if you're implementing, you're taking the right position for one team, you implement it for both. Real frustrating, really pissed me off. Added to a bad day. Anything to add from ref watch you two? Yeah, I, th- I think that first one in the first half set the tone, didn't it, where... It was offside, clearly offside. He kicks it and then the ref has, has the little smile and stuff and then bollocks Conor Ripley about eight times about where taking it after he just pointed at him where to take it and then moans at him for it. Yeah. So stuff like that just really grates on me because it's, it's like... like it, you, 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 that's not a... that That's not a black and white... That, I'm sorry, that is a black and white law. Kicking yeah. the ball away is... You've either kicked it away or you haven't. It's not... There's especially when the whistle's gone. There's no one around him, and it's obvious that he's kicked it away. Like if if he if if he's pulled his foot back to strike it, the ref's blown his whistle and he's followed through and hit it. That's different. You know what I mean? That that's yeah, that's yes. not But but in in that sense, that there was two or three touches, so it was. So yeah, it's just it's it's just ridiculous that that was. Yeah. What also annoyed me is how there was two more. Barnsley's gobbles, they all go over to the corner flag celebrate. Don't blame Barnsley for that, by the way, because most teams, if you've got a brain, that's what you do because you're, yes, the time's going to be added on, but you're slowing the game down, et cetera, et cetera. But you, every referee goes over, says to him, come on, lads, get back in position. I'm ready, get going now. That ref just walked to the centre circle and shrugged at the veil players who were saying, well, you're going to him up. Every yeah. ref orders him up. So that annoyed me. And again, any Barnsley fan that's listening, it's not a knock at you or your team. It's a knock at the referee for not controlling it, so don't blame Barnsley. And the other one was right at the end when we had that throwing, and we took it about 48 times, and every time he kept making his takes again, basically, until Barnsley were ready to defend it. He waited till Barnsley strikers had got up the pitch, because we'd shown them five times that we were going to throw it back to the goalie. So the ref waited until they got a man on the goal, and then went, right, now you can take it. Absolute shit show. Yeah. Steve, anything you want to add? No, what you guys said. 
ref made no difference to the game. There weren't many big decisions to make because if players don't put many tackles in, and not particularly mean, it's not half him, is it? You know, I, I don't remember. I don't remember Vale making one tasty tackle in that game. One, you know, right lads, let's get into these something, get the crowd going. You had no decisions to make, and you know they were kicking the ball away, but in the end, it doesn't matter. So it wasn't on him. He was just no. bang average for me. Agree. So if we're giving him a mark, I'd give him three. Uh, the only what time we got close and Steve Garrity got booked for, which was a foul. I thought the booking was arse, but there we go. Um, bring you the game now, brought to you by Johnny's Bar and Booze. And get yourselves down to Johnny's Bar. Went in Christmas Day for Johnny's birthday. Happy birthday, Johnny. And been in today before the game. So once a good pint today up, Duck. He's got bass on at the moment. Get yourselves in Johnny's Bar. Johnny, let's start in goal, Connor Ripley. Yeah, a four for Connor. I think he could have done a bit better with all three. The the header's a good header, but having seen it back, could he could he come out and and, and narrow the angle a little bit? He, he's got to, his, his defense has got to help him out, but still, second one, the lad puts it the other side where he's expecting. So maybe give him a bit of credit for that, but he's very flat footed. And then the third one. Probably a bit too far off his line, isn't he? But then again, comes down to his mates not helping. His kicking was poor today, and he, he just, he just in general summed up by the fact that at half time he he started having a bit of a to do with a fan. Um, a few people told me that. I don't know the full details. Yeah, I I saw I, I saw it from a paddock as as was coming off him him having a bit of a a bit of a conversation, shall we say? But right. it kind of sums it up where where we're at when. One of four of our best players this season is is getting a getting, getting a bit of grief. Once his finest hour, and he's not immune from criticism. But you know, it's it's just one of them days for him, and he's got to be sick to death of being in another horrible dog fight like he's been in the last few years. So yeah, I feel yeah, all fair, Steve. Uh, I think you'd be a bit harsh on him for goals one and two. Um, he's expecting Yak to add that, so is every other fucker. Um, goal for yeah, um, goal two. Um, he's the seven defenders around him, and he get loads of from him. He just gets caught the wrong side, goes the wrong side of him. Goal three. I actually th- initially thought he could do better. Andy in our group said, well. He was off his line because he just kicked the ball out and he was moving into position. He didn't expect to loft to lose it as he did. I take that, but that had a free strike. It wasn't his greatest game, but apart from the third goal, I'm not sure what else he could do. It's not a good look um, in rowing with the fans, but Connor's got an opinion. And one of the things we like about him is he's a strong personality, so you're occasionally going to get that. But he's been one of Vale's standout performances this, se- performers this season. And we didn't lose that game because of him. No, exactly. We didn't. Yeah, all fair. Moving on, Steve. Right at the back three, Jesse Debra. Fucking dreadful. Um, the way he made no... Devante Cole didn't do anything to go past him. He was flat-footed. He seemed to be... His reactions were 10 seconds behind everybody else. Um, he wasn't particularly strong in the tackle. He didn't look good on the ball, but you know, it, the, it's, it's, it's par in the second goal just summed up his day for me. I thought it was one of his worst performances for us. 
And he's been good recently, Deb, as I'm not saying he has them, but today, you know, another player, as we pointed out, will be getting battered for performance like that. So he deserves to as well. He was shit. Don't disagree, but I will say I think Deborah's got a little bit of credit in the band because for the last month or so while we've been shit, he's been one. I'm talking, about, not... today's, I'm talking about today's game. And I know you're. I know you're. I know you're. But I'm just saying for me, he probably gets a little bit of leeway only because for the last month or so, he's been probably for me our standout performer while the rest have been shit. However, it doesn't take away from today. Johnny? Yeah, I, I think you've been a bit harsh on him calling him shit today. I think. The second goal, he tries nicking in front of Devante and nine times out of ten, he's got the pace on a striker then to to get back in, but doesn't. Other than that, I think he had a, a, a pretty steady game. Did, did have, did, didn't really do anything where you stand out and think, oh, he, he, was, he was awful. So, would you usually get a six, but I do think it's a mistake. So, five for, for me. Um, I think there was a lot worse players on the pitch than him. Um, and he is—he's one that you look at and think, well, there's there's a player in there still. So I'm I'm not too concerned. Oh, it was yeah, getting I'm very frustrated speaking. today, Deborah was because you could see he's on the ball, looking forward. He knows the crowd are going on his back if he goes back because that's kind of where we were at today. And he's getting frustrated with the players going, who's making a move for me? But yeah, not his best game today. But I still love Jesse Deborah. Oh, yeah, he's a good player, but today he wasn't for me. Yeah, fair enough. Moving on, Johnny, middle of the back three, Jason Lamb. Yeah, um, again, you look at the, the first goal we can see, Lowe low can't do anything about that. The, the, sec, the second goal, he's a little flat-footed. Um, Steve, you've obviously mentioned it. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a little flat-footed there. But, I'd expect his mate to help, help bail him out and then the third goal is the third goal, isn't it? He, he's one of the players that I think was always trying. He put everything into that game and it, it was just one of them one of them days. He gets he gets six for me. I thought he was he was all right and he's he's not I'm not concerned about him being in that back three as much as I think Steve's gonna say he is next. Yeah, I'm not concerned about him being. I'm not. I'm not concerned about him being in the back three. I'm concerned about him being in the centre of it against a strong centre forward like Devante Cole. Uh, he he's not that type of player. Um, he got lucky on the on the halfway line. I don't know if you remember when he nearly gave it away, but he just about redeemed himself. That was in the first half. And at the right of the back three, I think he's been epic. I think he's been really, really good. I get why he's there, you know, because he brings it on, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I just think he wasn't signed to play there. And again, if all these defenders we've signed, one of them would have been earmarked to replace Smudger if he wasn't up to it. And I don't think if you've said to Andy Crosby in August, right, Andy, you've signed Jason Lowe. Do you see him being in the centre of the, the, the middle of the back three in December? I think he's saying, no, I don't. And he's ended up there. And that's a problem for us and a bit of a problem for him. He was all right today. But I prefer someone bigger and stronger there and him on the right-hand side. But he wasn't disastrous by any stretch. Feel a bit, feel a bit sorry for him, really. He's a good pro. He doesn't he doesn't dial it in either. He's got a lot of game from Jason Lowe, but not in the centre for me. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, moving on, left of the back three, Steve, was the Yak. Yeah. Now, if I said Deborah was bad, Yakovetti was far, far worse. The first goal, you... you 
he takes choices between him and Conor Grant. Grant lets his man run off him. Happy days. But the yak makes no jump whatsoever. You know, and it's it's just it's Sunday League defending, but it's not a driven cross. It's not it's just floated over the top. And he's just ball watching in the wrong place. It it's that is really, really poor defending. The third goal, uh yeah, so the second goal, I think it's the yak who lets him who let you know, I've criticized Low for a bit for this, but really the yak just let his man run off run off him. Again, there's two there's seven veiled defenders in that box. Um, but, you know, Yak, for me, gives too many clear-cut chances away, at least one a game. We had a quick look in our group, and people were shouting out, oh, yeah, he did that against Shrewsbury. Oh, he did that against such and such and such and such. You know, if he wants to be a consistent player in that at that level, you can't give a goal a goal a game away, and that's what he's doing. If I was giving him Mark, that's Johnny's job, I'd give him three. Johnny? Yeah, well, he, he gave Barnsley two, didn't he? So, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's be fair. Um, yeah, Luke. It, you could you could make that game black and white and get rid of the stands and show that goal to three different people and then to go, oh, that's a goal we conceded against Shrewsbury. Oh, that's a goal we conceded against Cambridge, that is. Because the Yaks done the same thing where just by jumping might put the striker off. And I'm not saying that, that just by jumping does it put the striker off enough that they don't score. But... At least try when the ball's coming over your head. Just try if it nicks off his head and goes out for a corner. If it spanners off his head and goes in his own net, you can hold your hands up and say, "Well, he was trying." All in the head. Yeah, to just literally stand there is is really poor. That sec- the second one, Paul does well down the side against Deborah. Yeah, then the lad that scores that McAtee runs across runs across our penalty area. Yak looks like he's treading water. If he is trying to pass his man on to Jason Lowe, he needs to be screaming for it. But you can't just you can't just keep letting them things happen because it's just it's so schoolboy. And Barmer played there the last couple of games and and then been hooked because he's made two mistakes there. Now Yak's making the same mistakes there. Smithy was making the same mistakes there. Like is 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 it the fact then that actually? We're playing a left wing back that can't support the, the left centre off, and we're hanging him out to dry there by by putting him in that position. Is it the fact that Popey mentioned it the other day that we're playing wide centre offs on a pitch that's as as wide as it is long, so we're asking for him to cover far too much ground, or is it just the fact that we've signed people that aren't capable of doing the job, or a mix of all three? Who knows? But I just think you look at it and you look at when teams have come here and played a back three and how they play wing backs. And it's just it's just frustrating that we we seem to give away usually one good chance a game and get punished for it. Whereas our one good chance a game, we work really hard for it and then normally cock it up. Mm. Yeah, all fair. So yeah, a three, a three's right, Steve. That's where that that that's where I was at with him, um, and it's harsh because he, he started well, then picked up his injury. Looks like he's he's eating the Yakoviti that we had at the start of the season, and now he's bumbling around. So yeah, God knows what Dan Jones is doing. Yeah, all fair, all fair. Moving on, Johnny on the right of the midfield or wing back, whatever you want to call it, Gavin Massey. Shit. So he gets a one and can fuck off out of my club now. Ben Lomax showed you what a wing back does. An eighteen year old kid showed you what a fucking wing back does in twenty minutes. 
I don't, well, I don't, I'm whatever, 17, 18, 16, 17, whatever, a kid has shown up as seasoned professional. And that's not just playing wing back. That, that's a kid that managed to beat his man twice and put in two decent balls. One with his left foot, don't forget, when he's playing, when he's right footed. Yeah, just, I, I never want to see him in a veil shirt again. He, he's, he's done the Gav Massey thing of add a couple of good, good games, half games, put a shift in and stuff like that. But he's just not a wing back. And he's not a winger either, because a winger at least has a delivery every now and again. And he's had he's, he's had his forty five minutes. He, he was great against his old club Wigan, and he was he was really good against Stevenage first half. But we can't just keep having these same fucking conversations of oh he was good for forty five minutes here. No other player in in the world will get away with having a good forty five minutes every thirty six games. I don't know, Johnny, what about that one where the ball come out to him and he's running at the wing back or full back, whoever it was at Barnsley, telegraphed exactly what he was going to to do to the point where someone in Lawn Street rang and he says, guess what Gavin Massey's about to do? And then the wing back just stepped in front of him and took the ball off him and then he fouled him. Yeah, that one, yeah. Or the, or the other one where he does three step overs and turns back and kicks all the way back when, yeah, when he's on the box. The one where he got down to the corner, looped up, and their man standing right in front of him, so just twats it at him and it's the first man. Or the one where he, or the one where he takes on his man, could just cross it and then kicks it at their lad. He tips him and goes out for a goal kick. Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 that's the problem with him. Do you know what I mean? That that we don't get, we don't get anywhere like we don't get anywhere near it. Five out, five, six. We don't get six out of ten with him. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you don't. You get games where look at look at Louis Dodds, for example, back in the day. There was games where that that man was ineffective playing right wing because we know it wasn't his position. But rarely would Louis Dodds throw in a, a performance where you think, Jesus Christ, that's shit. You know, in the last six months of Dodds' contract, he becomes a world beater, which is fine. But you rarely before that got got the opportunity of God he was shit. Byron Moore, that you didn't you didn't get there. Geno, you didn't get these sort of performances. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the Byron Moore was garbage for us. And I still think he's better than Massey was. And that's how bad it is. I just don't I just don't understand how as 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 a wing back he he doesn't add either either side of it. Look at Wickham, fires one off, controls it with his chin. Take a step fucking backwards and let it you on the chest. Like, and then when he does actually control it well, he gets in a really good position and fucks the cross up. It's just like there's he's got to have some positives. And the only thing I can think of at the minute is that he 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 can play in one position. Like and that's that's literally the only positive is that we haven't seen him anywhere else. Yeah. No, all fair, Steve. Kevin Massey. Uh, Massey was my man of the match. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, he was. He was. Um, you've said it all. What? What? You know, you can't have one good half every whatever. Joy said thirty-six games. You roll back a list of wingers there, and my heart was skipping a beat. Byron Moore, I had eye outs for him. Geno. The Lord Street favourite. Gav isn't fit to lace any of their boots. It's like you say, if he was really good going forward, but not good defensively, you would take that. If he was really solid defensively, but not particularly good going forward, you'd take that. He's neither, Gav isn't. And I suspect he'll be moved on in January if anybody will have him, but oh no. It, it wasn't Gavin's day today. 
put it like that. Are you Stafford Rangers are after a player now that they've lost one today that's been recalled? Yeah, they wouldn't take yeah. him. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, probably. Right. I, I'm not sure what Gav's doing to get what, you know... Ugh. I'd what you give. I'd, I'd play. I'd have Cass ahead of him as right wing back. Yeah. Well, this this is what I said at the start, Steve. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You 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 look at a bloke in Lewis Cass that was predominantly a right back before he came to us. Like, give him a go at this minute because things can't get fucking worse there. Potentially, they could. Cass could be an absolute disaster there. Do you know what I mean? But I'd prefer roll the dice and see. At this minute, it's Lomax's place to lose, and that's a fucking ludicrous thing to say against mm-hmm. Blackpool, who are going to play CJ Hamilton there and have a fucking absolute field day. Yeah. yeah. All fair. Moving across the midfield, Steve, and I'm sorry to do this to you, but I've got to. Reese Walters. Um, yeah. Reese was dreadful. And it's not the time for a 17-year-old lad to be to be playing. These are all the games where we don't we shouldn't have him in the team. You talk about Conlon, the reasons Conlon wasn't left out was left out. I quite understand him to be honest. I can see why he's not, but it's not doing Reese Walters any good. It's certainly not doing his agent's negotiating position with Flickcroft any good or club. Anybody watching Reese Walters is not thinking there at the moment there is a potentially really good championship level player in Italy. He gave the ball away a lot. He didn't win many tackles. The silky skills he showed against the reserve teams in the um, in the Bondage Cup weren't there. And but he's 17 years old, asked to do a man's job against a good side, playing for a struggling side. And I, I really think we could be fucking him here, and we're doing him no favors. So I'm not yeah. going to batter him any more than that. Fair enough, Johnny. It feels like to me that we're starting him to prove a point, to hook him at half-time, to say, look, he's not good enough, so stop dicking around with this contract. Like, And it's not the time or the place to be doing that. Because oh, the two really start- that, though, Well, it feels like it, because the two starts he's had against Exeter and these, we've hooked him off at half-time, when, yes, he hasn't been effective, but are, are, we, giving, are we giving him the chance to be... Like, the, the good games he's had so far have been partnered with our best central midfielders. He's, when he's played well, Ollie's been next to him. Funzo's been next to him, that sort of thing. You're asking him to be the Funzo of that midfield. A lad that was 18 three weeks ago, you're asking him to be the Funzo in that midfield. You're asking him to go and take control of a game against seasoned professionals. Today, against an international footballer, do you know what I mean? Like the 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 lad that they had centre midfield for him. That I think he, he might not have started actually, but one of their well, they've got a send they they one of their central midfielders. Let me just have a gander. Carl Phillips. Yeah, no, the the guy didn't start today. Um, who I was thinking of, um, but against who became was in there. Do you know what I mean? Like who come through Liverpool's academy and was was highly rated. And has done well in the last few seasons. Adam Phillips was in there that I think has scored past us every time he's ever played for a football club when he's been at Morecambe and Accrington sort of thing. So it's it's just it's just not good enough for it. It's we're ask, we're asking him to do a job which is a thankless job because Garrity 
can't hold. Garrity can't be our, our holder because we lose so much going forward. Alfie Devine can't be that one because as good as as good as he's been, I've not seen him put a tackle in. So I don't know if he could be that holder. Jason Lowe, we saw that experiment. Was it Wickham we saw that experiment and it failed because we realised we hadn't actually got a centre midfielder that could that could do Jason Lowe's job as good as Jason Lowe. And it's it's just we're at that stage now of hanging players out to dry for the sake of it. Tom Conlon could sit in front of that back four. He can put a tackle in. Is he is he very one-footed? Yes, he is. Is he the answer? No, he's not. But he's got to be better than 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 an 18-year-old that's the last four four outings. He's really struggled. And that's not and that that's not uncommon for a kid. Like, but You've you've got to help you've got to help him out somewhere, and it, it really feels to me as is it's just a I'm the boss. You're you're asking you you and your agent are doing all this. You're not ready for it, and I'm going to prove it. And it it feels a really like weird thing to do at this moment in time. And it you you're probably right, Steve. It probably isn't because it'd be fucking stupid to do that when we're in this streak. If we're winning, you can you can prove that point. But it just. Something doesn't sit right with the whole Walters has gone from being six man of the matches in a row against League Two opposition, granted most of the time in Burton, um, to not being able to kick trap of football against Exeter that were just as bad as them League Two opposition. And then today against Barnsley, the game just passed him by. So it's a four for Walters. I think it was bad, but it's not... It's not... It's not unsavable, um, but somebody needs to help him and protect him a little bit here. And I just don't think we're going to be able to because bomb squads happened, and it, and we haven't got any any other central midfielders. No, yeah. um, if unless Collins down tools because he knows he's got to move in January, and he said, which has happened many times before. Um, I'm not playing not because with Tom I don't. Get... One thing that you've never questioned Tom Collins for. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. I'd sit Colin in there and protect Walters. If Walters signs for us, then we're doing ourselves a good team and for him. And Colin would do a better job than him at the moment. And Colin is, again, not the answer. He's blatantly on his way. But as you said, Johnny, the bomb squad is the bomb squad. And Cass and um, Colin are, are big into it, aren't they? So I feel for East Walters. He's I think Dan, be Jones, Dan, Dan Jones feels like he's in there at the minute as well. So it's it's just, yeah, it's just frustrating. And if if it is that Conlon's gone or going, just announce it now. Do you know what I mean? Like it's done no harm for Harrogate to tell you tell them that what's his face is left. Armstrong, like, Armstrong. Armstrong, that's Armstrong. it. Yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen a couple Charlton have released Charlie Kirk this week, sort of thing, and knowing that he can't get another club until the first anyway, but can actually go and train somewhere else. So if we are fucking him off, just say like just so people aren't aren't having conversations like this. Yeah, exactly. And having the conversation of what are we doing to this kid? Why are we trying to ruin a kid's career before it's even kicked in? Because that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's what we're going to do. You're going to kill his confidence that much that Tommy, the Tommy McDermott thing's going to happen again. Because look, look, look at Tommy compared to Plant. Tommy was head and shoulders above Plant at the, at the start of last season. One's, one's kicked on and, and, and done all right. And another's had now three loans in, in non-league and is struggling. And that's what can happen. And 
that that sort of thing can happen really quickly with with young young footballers. You've you've got to protect them, but we can't afford to at the minute. And I don't know, yeah. and and I don't know the answer. And that's the big thing. I don't know the answer. But what I do know is the man that's partnering him today was was brilliant. Yeah, and we'll get on to them next. But yeah, with Reese Walters, none of us are saying we don't want him to get a new contract. We all want him to get a new contract. Oh, he yeah, needs the contract sorted because I don't know if that's playing on his mind because ever since Flickrup said in his interview that this is the longest ever contract negotiation he's had at the club, he's gone on over 12 weeks now, Walters has been awful. So I don't know if it's the contract on his mind, I don't know if it's the performances of the team, whatever it is, but he needs protecting, get the contract sorted and let's protect him. But yeah, Johnny, moving on, next to him, best player on the pitch, as you say, head and shoulders above anything else. And I made the point when Ollie got injured, would Divine, would you see more of him now because he'll have to get deep and get on the ball? I think we are doing. Alfie Divine, man of the match by an absolute country mile. Yeah, I think I think for me there was two there was two lads close. Um Al Alfie 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 was one of them. Alfie gets seven. Um probably is in the process of getting a bollocking now because he hasn't got the memo that you're not allowed to shoot from outside the box and you're not allowed to pass forwards. But um yeah, <laughs> He did. He did what he could that first half, especially. He, he he put himself about. He was he was showing for the ball, and I just felt really sorry for him. He's he's, he's since Ollie's been out, he he stepped himself up like you said, Bez. It was a question about it, and was it because Ollie's so good that we actually underappreciated what Alfie was doing? Which I think it might be. Um, but yeah, I think at the minute. Decent performance, not doing himself any harm, but really needs some help. Yeah, all fair. Steve? It was my man of the match. He wasn't close for me. Um, he wide the ball. He was committed. He covered every blade of grass. He was the most creative player on the pitch. Young lad, on loan, in a team in a struggling team that's 3-0 down. Easy go missing. He did not. If I was Spurs' loan manager, and if I've watched that today, I'd be incredibly proud of him for that today because he showed some real balls. You know, yeah. and whether he, whatever sort of, whatever happens to him, it's not lack of bollocks that's going to hold him back cause, and lack of desire. Because I, I just thought his attitude today was, forget how good he is at football, I just thought his attitude today was spot on. If, you know, if I was his big brother, not his dad, because I'm not old enough, uh, I'd be, or his loan manager, I'd be patting him on the back saying, well done, because you were really good today. And so he was the he was the one bright spark in today. I know Johnny's talked about what for the other way, but you, you get you get that from him anyway. But I just thought Divine today was brilliant. Yeah, with you both. And you're right, Steve, you're not old enough to be his dad, you're old enough to be his granddad. Uh, <laughs> moving on, opposite side, Steve. Connor Grant. <coughs> Is it me? It's you. Yeah, yeah. Just, no, it's, no, just, I know you're yeah, I'm just going to be pensioning the statement. Um, <laughs> Grant let his man run off him for the first goal. He wasn't too bad, I don't think, for me. But, oh, you know, he's neat and tidy. He's not been as good as I was hoping he was going to be, Connor Grant. He's a good player, we know that. Today, he was just another floating floater amongst a lot of other floaters. Nothing more than that. Yeah, Johnny... Yeah, I'm going to say something I say quite often. 
we can't take a fucking corner, can we? Like, I'm sure it's a prerequisite at Vale going, oh, you're a good set piece taker. Right, come here. Let's let's fuck that off out of you. We don't want any of that business here. Because, like, he just, he's come with a reputation of having a wand of a left foot. And for a start, we take out swinging corners, which is, a, which is an absolute fucking travesty at our level when we've got one lad above six foot. And I haven't seen him attackingly head a ball in Deborah. Like, that's a travesty. And then his corners that he took a couple from the right were just floated in. Just fucking whip him with a bit of pace and hope that he touches something. I, yeah. I, just don't, I don't understand. It, it rolls back to a couple of years ago where are we that bad at defending set plays that when we when we actually practice them in training, we score a couple. So we think this is all right. Because I... What you say, Johnny? Stick him out on the near post and whip it in, and try yeah. and try and flick it off the first man. Just that's that's all we all, that's all we're good for to try and try. It. Don't whip it on the near post and then have nobody there to attack it anyway, because the man on the near post for them invariably wins it. Whoever takes him, sorry. Yeah, and I'd go as far as to say one in hundred and fifty corners results in a goal anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's across football as a whole. Like, you don't like. Goals aren't scored from corners as often as people think when you're considering most games there's probably 20 or 30 corners a game. So you've got to give yourself the opportunity to score from them, and we don't. On, on his game as a whole, was all right. Dropped in at that left centre-off area at the end to, to try and add something, but didn't really. He was neat and tidy in the penalty area until it come to having a shot. Um, in the second half, he, he did well, but didn't go shot away. And I just think that he's steady, like you said. There's, but you need you need more than steady from your wing back. We now need to see him creating something, and it's just not happening at the minute. So it's a five for for him. He was, I say, steady, but still, I still demand more. Yeah, all fair. And then behind the front two, Johnny, let's start first. Goal scorer, Ethan Cheslett. Yeah. Goes disapp- goes missing in games far too much. Always works hard, but creates creates little. Um, takes one, two, three, men- too, too many touches at, at times, but then pops up like today. Decent finishing. The goal that was disallowed for offside, which I think he was offside. Oh, we uh, Yeah, was 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 a decent touch and finish. So we know we've got Darren Chislett. We know we found a bit of goals again in him, but we just need a bit of consistency and a bit more, a bit more involvement to him. But I'll caveat that with he scored a goal today, playing in his position behind behind the front man or behind two front men. Not playing up alongside someone, which is not his, not his wheelhouse at all, because um, that's where that's where he, he was in the first half, and he was just ineffectual. Um, so, almost a game with two halves for him. It was a six. I say, well taken goal, but just a little bit more was required. Yeah, Steve. Um, gave him, I gave him two marks, uh, four in the first half, seven in the second. So average it out from there. He was too high up the pitch in the first half. He doesn't have to do that. He's better coming from deep. We've talked about um, Loch being hung out, hung out to dry, and he was one of the players who was doing that because he just wasn't there to, to get off any of his flick-ons or anything like that. Second half, 
interesting when Willow comes on because when Willow comes on, you've got more control of the ball. The, the passing's better. Where you're sharp. He looks a different player. You know, they got the offside goal. I've no idea whether it was offside, so can't say. Took it well. His actual goal was a good finish, and he's and he's a, he's a goal threat. So you've you've got to be positive for that. He was all right. You know, he he works hard, but like I say, he has a habit of game missing. And in the first half, he might as well not have been on the pitch. Yeah. And believe it or not, according to Foot Mob, he was our best player on the pitch. regularly, don't I, that he's, he's our best player on the pitch, according to them. They, yeah. they really like the work that Chizzy does. Yeah, yeah. But they also give Massey a 7.3 so they can fuck off. <laughs> Going through yeah. the liquidation, Foot Mob. There we go. Uh, moving on, Steve. Behind the front man also, and he's going to assist for the Chizzy goal, Ben Garrity. Ben, Ben, Ben. Never lets you down. Gives it everything. Made a couple of driving runs in the first half. You know, he's not the player to hold the midfield together, which is what we tried to do a bit of second half. Um, we all know what Ben's strengths are. And again, Ben's, and again with Ben, when the game gets tough, he rolls his sleeves up and, you know, doesn't dial it in. So he was he was all right today, Ben. But I don't know. There's not a lot I can say about Gary. I've not said a hundred times before. When the game gets tough, you want him in the team, and that's the biggest compliment you can play him. Yeah. Johnny? Yeah, I think captain's performance for, for, from the lad. Like, if you're looking for a captain that has probably walked in that dressing room, kicked something, like, broke, like, and started throwing stuff around, that's the man. Because I reckon he's fucking furious after that second half. He, he will not have looked at that and gone, oh, well played, boys. Ran around a bit more in the in, in the second half. He'll be fuming that that happened, and rightly so. He runs his bollocks off for us. He's he's probably in need of a rest at times. Like you look at him and he he just he's just so he's just such a workhorse that. You know you're not going to get one spanking in 30 yards for him. You know he's not going to take on three and, like, dink one over the keeper. But what you're going to get is you're going to get that burst of energy from the midfield where he takes it past and gets brought down like he did in the first half. You know you're going to get him getting in the box when crosses are, are in and about there. But then to, to kind of put the shackles on him and go, oh, Ben, you're going to have to do a job deeper. And then we go and put in the performance we've done, it's just, she's not fair on him. And it was a seven, hard working, everything, everything I want from Ben Garrity. And I just feel really sorry for him. Yeah, I, yeah. I can care. I can care. Garrity's, he's, he's probably my favourite Vale player after Willow, but if he was from Biddle, I'd love him even more. But no, joking aside, Garrity's a class act and he's a good captain in the absence of all the two captains. And if, like you say, Johnny, of all the players who won't take that defeat well, you can imagine some of them going back and, t- and listening to Carrozza's crap about how we've come on second half. Garrity was sitting there thinking, I'm not having that. I'm not fucking having that in a Scouse accent. So, yeah, fair dues to Ben. So. Yeah, with you both. And then last but not least, Johnny, Ryan Lott. Yeah, Luke. It wasn't good enough, was it? Let's let let's let's not beat around the bush. It wasn't good enough. The the assist that he got for Barnes's third goal was was criminal. The, the second goal, I don't know if you watch it back, but he's he's running and pointing at someone rather than closing someone down. Like 
all them sort of things are just not good enough. But he won his fair share of flick-ons. He puts he's putting himself about and stuff like that. And he's he's doing how it feels like he's doing as much as he can when we know he's not good enough. Like he's just, it's, it's just all, it almost just feels like I'm kicking a puppy at the minute with him. Do you know what I mean? It feels, it feels like I'm just hammering him. He's not, he's, he's not good enough to be, to be a striker in league one. He's not good enough to be a striker at Port Vale football club. But, we then go and put two strikers on in the second half and get them close together and show how easy it is for somebody who, who I also believe isn't good enough to be a League One striker or good enough to play for Port Vale and Ooch. And it shows how the difference that, that one can make. Ooch is head and shoulders above Ryan Loft as a footballer. And Ooch is still one of the worst footballers I've seen at Vale Park. So it, show, it shows where, I, where I'm looking at, at Loft. We're just being cruel at the minute by playing him, and I don't know what I don't know what Crosby expects. I really don't know what Crosby expects from it. Like you can't keep throwing shit and expecting something to stick. It's just not. It's just really not good enough. So Lofty gets a two. It he was. You can't fault his efforts, but it's just not a footballer. It's not a footballer. It's criminal. Steve? Um, I'm slightly in disagreement because I don't think there's anything between Loft and Uchi at all. I've never rated Uchi, didn't like him the first time, but anyway, I thought what Johnny said, Loft won a couple of nobody was round him. I can't, what's burned in my retina is, is, his, is that third goal. He's got no confidence, he doesn't look like scoring, but then he hasn't looked like scoring throughout his career, so why would why would him coming here have made any difference? If what whatever whatever the question was, Loft and Uchi weren't the answer. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And we also have to have marks for the two that were on for forty five minutes. So let's start with a positive, eh, Stephen? As it's you, let's start with Fiddle's finest, James Wilson. Yeah, a steady thirteen out of ten for Willow for that forty five minutes. Um, yeah, I don't know again. Will, you know, we've touched on it before. He's the best striker at the club by a mile. Not just the fact that he looks like he knows what he's doing, the way he links play. He looks miles quicker than the other two. You know, you, you're watching him when during the build-up play and he's, and he's making runs in behind. You know, he's giving options and stuff like that. If Willow can stay fit, it's going to be a massive positive for whether whether Crosby's the manager or whoever, whoever comes in, because he's a very very good player, and he does look a threat in front of goal again. You know, you go the Wickham game. He when he came on, he had a shot. You know, he's in the right place in the right time, anticipating for the goal. And today he looked a sharp. He should have scored that header at the end. I think that was him, wasn't it? When yes. he came across goal. Yeah. Um, but he's just he's there to take the chances, whereas. Then, then pair him up. It's nowhere near. But yeah, Willow was good today when he come on. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, he's all right, and his his movement causes problems. His his touch. If if that one where he chests it down and tries to flick it over his head comes off, I think I think I'm done. I think I, I think football's finished because that that chest was beautiful. Yeah. We we know we know he's by far 
the best footballer we we we've got at Vale. Um, we know that he's got that touch of class. We know he's also made a paper, so we've got to protect him a little bit. But look at today. You bring him on next to Rooch, who uh, like bullies defenders who 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 occupies them. He gave Willow all the space he needed, and he he had he had he had a lot of joy. He just and he looked confident as well because he, he was getting shots away. Granted, that I think all three of them were blocked, but he was getting his shots away. He'll be disappointed with that header, but yeah, he's he's come on. He's he's done himself no arms. He, he gets a six for his forty-five, and it just shows how. How how good of a player he is for me. Of, yeah, a way of protecting Willow, daft as it sounds, is to have a big unit alongside him. Yeah. When he's at his most vulnerable, when he's at his most vulnerable for getting twatted is when he's a front man and the centre halves can take turns kicking shit out of him. Well, like I say, when you've got an Uchi or a loft up there, taking basically they've got to be the straight man so Willow can play Willow can play the football. Don't chuck him up front on his own because he is more likely to get injured. But having him in and around a a big striker, however ineffective they are, brings him into the game more and gives him a chance. Yeah, I agree with you both. And Johnny, the last one that was on for 45, so needs a mark was Uchi, who also got an assist. Yeah, Uchi, he rolled, he rolled his man for the assist and dinked it in really nice. And I know I've seen Amos putting put on, like, don't talk to me about that. But it, it's it's the whole point of, look, he's done really well to get there. He's actually put it on a plate for the lad. I mean, like it's it's unmissable that Ezra is. So you've got to give him credit for that. You've also got to give him credit for, I think, was it the Chislet disallowed goal where he plucks it out of the air really well and lays it off. So he's done two real positive things. Has he got a foot like a trampoline at times? Yeah, of course he has. Do you know what I mean? Like, but he seems he he seemed to cause a lot more havoc than, than Loft did today. And that's the front two ads I'd, I'd be starting on on Friday now. With them pair, I think Luke Ooch again isn't good enough. And I'm not, what's <laughs> if you die on me? Um, but yeah, Ooch isn't good enough. We we know this. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's not going to score 20 goals, he's not going to score you 10 goals, he's not going to score five goals a season. But if he takes that space away in the next few games to give Willow the chance or Ben the chance or Alpha, whoever it is, to get into that space and score goals, then we've got to accept it. Because we've we've got two games before we can sign someone now, and we've got to do something about it. Um, it was a six for each. I think it was decent. We we know we know his flaws, but you can rarely criticise his work rate. He, he again looks unfit after having what Crosby said was the sniffles. He again looks unfit. So something's got to happen there. But he's. I think the loft experiment needs to end, and I think Eds will fall off if Ryan Loft starts on Friday. Yeah, fair enough. And Johnny, quick word for the two young lads who did well when they come and like say each did put it on a plate, but actually none of the other wing backs had been running in to try and score. So big credit to young Sharrock for that. Yeah, and he, he had he had one just a little bit before where where he burst to the burst the edge of the box and ended up winning a corner from it, didn't he? And at sixteen, he's like trying to up the crowd and stuff like that. It's I will I will hundred percent guarantee you now that if he started against Blackpool, that experiment fails miserably, and that's not because of Jack Shorrock. That's because he's sixteen years old. Yeah, like it, so as good as they've both been today. 
it's it'd take a stupid man to start him. Um, well, no, where one of them is. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But in the on the flip side, you look at the other options. Conor Grant's then played ninety. Is he going to get given three days off now so he can play ninety again on Friday? Like. We, we kind of know that, but Massey can't start right wing back. So maybe Lomax does start and we have a look at him and see what what can happen. Maybe Tom Sang's Achilles has fully repaired itself and he'll be back to, to play 90 minutes on, on Friday. Who, who knows at the minute? But we just, we're in, we're in that position where two young lads have come on and shown experienced professionals how to play wing back. And it's, whilst it's great, it's just not good enough, is it? No, physically bigger than the last time I saw him today. He looked physically stronger. I mean, that week, that week loads fell at Stafford Range. He's been the making of him and turned him into a man. But yeah. <laughs> he, 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 did, he did look big and strong today. Sharrock, everyone always talks about him being the cream of the crop, don't they, the young players? And he looked good today. But like you say, Johnny, you don't want to knack him by, by getting rinsed on, on Friday by Blackpool and, and the likes of me coming on and saying, oh, well, he's, he's too young. You know, it's. It's a hard situation, but you can't be starting a sixteen-year-old lad unless you've, unless you're crazy, you know, in a, in a game on on Friday. Yeah, no, with you both, and let's leave it there. I've had enough. We've been talking for an hour and a half. So, Johnny, a quick preview. Next home game brought to you by. Well, yeah, you've 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 gone you've gone really quick into that. You could have given me an heads up to say that you were going to completely kill me off straight away. Johnny and me yeah. off straight away. Next home game brought to you by Um, Pop over there. Free website, build it. There's um, there's actually a 40% off now for your first three months. So that's Ale and the Veil 40 as your code. Um, yeah, there's, let's say there's free website builders. They, they do VPS servers, dedicated servers, game hostings, the, the lot. So pop yourself over to there. Um, Vale fan, Vale, Vale fan owned company again. So supporting one of your own. Um, and yeah, we we host Blackpool, who lost to Burton Albion today. Oh Christ! Um, so yeah, they're going to be looking for a response. Um, but they're also filled with ex players, which seem to do well against us. CJ Hamilton, for example, and. Um, 33-year-old Jordan Rhodes, who's scored 15 goals in 20 games this season. Yeah, that's that's the noise a striker makes when they score goals. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Bez, we've also got your mate that can't get in the starting 11, but still scored 4 of 14 this season. Big and Jake. Jake Beasley. Big Jake. Jake Beasley. Yeah. He's, he's a, Jake Beasley's a um, summer pod Really, isn't he? When 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 Bez wistfully talks about signing in here, but yeah, we don't tend to get Beasley up until transfer window time, do you? But yeah, Beasley. Yeah, we're 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 a, we're a week away from Jake Beasley being mentioned in every podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. Tyrone Simpson. <laughs> he scored no. the other day. Didn't he? he did. He did. Yeah. He got a he got a t shirt on saying for you, Bez, when he scored, whipped it up. Bad enough. Yeah. Bless him. That's his first goal in 19 games, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. He's got so. an Uchi-esque game, trans- yeah. strike rate. Well, yeah. So we've got Blackpool. Bez, because you're, you're, you're really engaged in this now, um, 
and haven't really had to speak. Give me your thoughts on Blackpool. What what formation so are you getting? Lovely little place by the seaside with the tower. Got a good theme park there. It's actually not a lovely place, but you know people still <laughs> go for holiday. And the Scots love it. The Scots love it. Yeah, the Scots love a weekend Blackpool. Really? Yeah, oh God! Yeah. yeah, it's always full of Rangers fans, isn't it? You know, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. Singing, singing about King Billy and stuff like that. Yeah, I never really noticed. It's full of scouts every time I go. No, yeah. Scott, the Scots, the Scots love it. Yeah, they do. They do. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh yeah. Talk to me about Blackpool FC then, dickhead. Uh, the game fucking batter isn't. Let's hope it's the final nail on the coffin if he hasn't already gone by then. <laughs> I can't see him winning me back. That's where I'm at. Um, Blackpool are a good side. They might have lost to Burnley today, but they've been on a really good run, haven't they? And when we went there, we went there to get a nil-nil draw and got it early in the season. As you say, players like CJ Hamilton, he always plays well against us, doesn't he? I love Jake Beasley, as everyone knows. And I think if he plays, he'll rip our defenders a new arsehole. Um, and I just can't see anything other than a defeat, especially when we've got such a negative manager who's more interested in having more of the ball than the opposition than scoring more goals than the opposition. Would it would it interest you for me to tell you they've got a worse away a worse away record than we have? Welcome to Vale Park. Yeah. They played yeah. played eleven times away from home, got ten points from them eleven games. Tell me your own record. We've played ten home games, got twelve points. And how's that been made up? Four wins. Four wins, eight defeats. Yeah. So we'll lose from two and three Six at home. Defeats. Six defeats. How many have we played? Ten at home. Oh, sorry, I thought you said twelve. No, ten. We played ten at home. Twelve points. Yeah. So we're losing sixty percent of his own games at the moment. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, we we're not drawing. We we yeah, are, we, we yeah. It's, it's win or lose, and like you say, sixty percent. Losing sixty percent at home. What <laughs> are have you got in front of you, or can you get or? Form in the last 10 and 15 games? I can. Here you go. Last 15 games. Yeah. Played 15, 10 points, 22nd. That would add makers. Carlisle on 10 and Exeter on 9, just below us. Wickham on 11, Cambridge, Reading then on 14. Yeah. In the last 10, we improve a little bit. Played 10, got 9 points. Burton. On eight below us, Carlisle and Exeter on six, Wickham on four. Um, and in the last five, we're actually... Hang on, where are we? We're eighth in the form table in the last five games. Played five, seven points. Same as Cheltenham. Oxford, Cambridge, Bolton, Northampton, Leighton Orient, all got seven. Yeah, so all seven points. There's three at Exeter, which we were dreadful. Three yeah. at Wickham, which we were fantastic. No, what, Wickham. Did you say Wigan? I thought you said Wickham then, sorry. I might have said Wickham, but I meant Wigan. It wasn't yeah. Wigan. And then Wickham, the one where we were dreadful. So we probably only deserve three of them, seven for me. Maybe text you could argue a point would have been fair because we were as bad as them. Yeah. So, yeah, it just shows you it's over 10 and 15 games. We've, um, we're on less than a point a game. Yeah. And if anyone wondered why I want Crosby out, just look at that. And it's not just that's the performances. But anyway, we're talking about Blackpool. First goal scored and time of first goal brought to you by adtiming.com. Get yourselves over there. Sign up for a race. 
They do all sorts, 10Ks, half marathons, marathons. I know the Newcastle Way for your longer distance runners, I've done it once before, is a marathon that starts at Mount Castle and finishes in Market Drayton that they're doing. That's an off-road marathon, but real nice one. And then obviously the Maidley Half, which I'll be doing in April if anyone wants to join me. And I've had a few messages from a few people that will be joining me. So get yourselves over at Uh Steve, first goal scorer, time of the first goal. Bench Crosby game the sack. Go. Uh, James Wilson, seven minutes, peach for left foot before we collapse like a pack of claws to lose 5-1. Beasley scoring six and running over to you every time. Uh, and and after then at the end of the game, Cross was saying we thought we had, we had a good five minutes at the end and the two young lads he brought on, 12-year-old Tom Smith and 14-year-old Zach Eckery are the future of the club and we've not got to a worry. And he's just signed a new 10-year deal. Happy New Year. Christ. And if Jake does score, he can run out and give me a little cuddle. Yeah. Johnny? I love the fact that we lose 5-1 and Jake scoring 6. That's, that, that's, the, <laughs> that's the best part of that analysis for me. And that's, oh, yeah. Yeah. that's the sort of analysis you get from this podcast. Yeah, yeah you, can't, you can't put a price on the game, can you? No. Um, Jordan Rhodes, 3 minutes, 5-0. <laughs> Yeah. They're gonna have, they're gonna have a field day. They are gonna have a field day. And after losing today to Burton, they're gonna have a rocket up their arse. Then there's there's no doubt about it. That boy has scored 15 goals in 20 games. He's gonna come up and go and our centre halves and go, thank you very much. It's such yeah. It's, James decide if he just hangs around, they'll give him a chance. He won't need to do anything. He, yeah. All he's got is is loiter around the penalty area, you know, and eventually. Yakovetti will jump underneath one, or Debra will forget to tackle him, or something will happen, and he'll just he'll just roll one in. It's as inevitable as me being hungover on New Year's Day. Yeah, and I'll go the opposite way for change. I'm going to go last goal on the 88th minute from Jake Beasley, or coming off the bench to get it four 0 Blackpool. <laughs> yeah, and look. I I don't want to be having this conversation right now. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to be having the conversation of do we want us to lose to get him out? That shouldn't have to be the case. I mean, like, shouldn't have to be getting to that stage of it where we're thinking this is that bad that one more defeat like does that for us. But something's got to give. And I I, I put on Twitter on Baggers's um, tweet that he put out earlier for opinions we need to now hear something in these next four days from the club they they can't sit there radio silence and whether that's a dreaded vote of confidence to say that they back the manager if that's the case do it come out and say it because we need to know where their heads are at now because right now it looks like Crosby's boss is underperforming because that's what Flickcroft is he's now got a 50% success ratio in managers which I don't think terribly bad he's been here nearly we've worked three seasons now well three years now isn't it and we survived which was the aim we got promoted we survived mid tables the aim here and we're, we're we're there and thereabouts so he's actually being successful as a director of football in that terms we've turned a profit in terms of players that were sold we've signed some real good players we fucked up in some real positions and it's not just this season Joel Cooper for example going back was was disastrous Thomas Holy <laughs> yeah Jack Stevens Meepo like it's not but then 
on the flip side, Ryan Johnson, for as bad as he was as a footballer, turned a profit on him. Connor Hall, brilliant, brilliant player. Do you know what I mean? Like, so there, there's a lot of there, there's a lot of this and that with Flickcroft. You got for money. Me, for, you got money for Rodders as well. Don't forget. Yeah. Exactly. But for me, he he is judged on this on this period now because no 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 football person can be sat and watching this run thinking actually Crosby can turn this around by X or Y. And if you do, come out and tell us. Don't just don't just shout about when the goings get good. Come out and say, look, we're backing him in January. There's gonna be two or three signings coming through the door. Hold hold on. Back, like stick with us, and then at least it gives fans a bit of a bit of thought process. And I guess it's a dreaded vote of confidence, and everyone would expect him to get sacked the next game. But I don't think it makes us look stupid. But because nothing's happening, yeah, because nothing's happening though, we're just at that stage of now going well. Like that, them questions are coming out again. Oh. Like, we don't need a director of football. We're too small of a football club to have a director of football. Well, actually, the majority of football clubs now have got a sporting director or a director of football, however you tart it up as. So it's just kind of the given now that that happens. You'll you'll notice that majority of them haven't got a head scout anymore because of that reason, do you know what I mean? So, like, you will see that things have changed a lot in football. So the director of football, sporting director because I know that's what Portsmouth have got and Forest Green, for example, who are doing shite have got a sporting director. Like, that position is there now. That's that's one of them things. So I don't, I don't think it should be looked at as we can't afford that. But what it now needs to be looked at is Dave Flickcroft got to earn his money. And if he's not pulling his weight, that's when Carroll can come out and sack him. Because if, if your boss at work isn't pulling the weight, their boss will get involved. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, that's how these things happen. And that's how this happens at the football club. Dave Flickcroft is Andy Crosby's boss. I don't believe Flickcroft can just sack him without Carroll say so. But I also believe if he goes to Carroll and says, nah, this ain't working, we need we need change it. She's also not going to stand there and go, oh, I don't think you should, because then that undermines what, what's what been been put out. Mm-hmm. So for me, before Blackpool, I need to hear something from the club to show that we're actually not sleepwalking. sleepwalking. Yeah. It's interesting, it, but on the, yeah, the road behind me on Lawn Street today were very vocal, Christmas Flickcroft. And somewhere near Gadget, you could hear the, you could hear the song, David Flickcroft. Your process is shite, being sung. So maybe it's not, you know, maybe it's not all on, it's not all on Crosby. You know, I think one of the things that's protecting Crosby is nobody's sure who they ate the most at the moment. But Flitcroft needs to be seen, and so does Carol. Shit flows downhill. If Carol's happy with what Flitcroft's doing, get rid of him. If she thinks he's the problem, then you know she's. But I, you know, I've said it before. We've all said it. Carol needs somebody from that club needs to make some sort of statement. No matter what, just give us something. You know, they owe us that much because people are voting with their feet. There are lots of season ticket holders who sit around me who aren't going to the game. Now, they've got their money, but you when you hear Bezza say he might have his season ticket next year, that's got to be ringing alarm bells. You know, because if people like Bez don't go, what what next? Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, when you start getting hit in the pocket, that's when they'll start to take notice. And that's where I'm at. Me moaning isn't going to make an impact. Me stopping putting money into the club 
will make an impact. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to advocate people doing that because at the end of the day, it's our football club and yeah. as fans, it is our football club. So I'm not here saying don't do, but how do I get my message across that this is shite and I've had enough of it? Well, Vale are doing a good enough job of that themselves, mate, to be fair. I went down at half-time in the paddock and they'd run out they'd, they'd run out a majority of our food again. The, it's fucking boxing day. It's the biggest it's, it's usually the biggest attendance you get and you're running out of rot food. Stuff like that. that like it's just it's the amateur stuff that, that grates on you. Like I don't know if you noticed, but that down the bottom of the paddock, two of the four gates are out of use today. Oh, and no, it's, it yeah, two of the four gates are out of use and one of them had a person stood on there scanning your tickets. So like it's it's things like that and it's it's them little things that again because the football shit will build up and build up and people will moan about more and people will get more vocal about and stuff like that. But for me, one of two statements needs to come out at some point in the next 24 hours. Either, yeah, the experiment failed, we're part in company with him, he's a lovely bloke, we wish him well for the future, but he can't go on. Or we fully back him, January's around the corner, we've, 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 got, we've targeted three or four signings, um, bear with us, and... That's that, that. That's that. You you then, as a fan, can make your own mind up, can't you? You can then make your mind up if that sort of statement comes out to say, okay, I buy into it, and I'll wait to see who these three or four signings are, or I can't be fucked with that. I'm not. I, I won't bother until them signings have come in. So that's that could still be a month of people voting with their feet until mm-hmm. the signings come in, and there's no guarantee that that changes it. But some form of communication's got to come out about what the plan is. It was all well and good at the start of the season. It was all lovely. Like they were coming out, they were talking, they were exp- they were being expressive. They were that they, they they were buying into things. And kudos to Crosby because don't forget he came on the podcast a few weeks ago when we were doing shit and yeah. and fronted a lot of stuff up. So it's not him as such that's hiding, but it's we we just like we just now need to hear from him because it's putting a lot of pressure on Flickcroft because like. Steve said there's a lot of people that don't like Flickcroft and, and don't like the role he's playing and stuff like that and you can't blame them it's like you've got to look at the bigger picture because I think he's done he's done alright I, I, I don't think he's 100% at full tier whereas I don't th- as same as I don't think Crosby is but like we, we, we can see now that we've got something catastrophically wrong this season and it's not signing a striker so that that needs to be explained in terms of don't don't bullshit me that Luke Armstrong went from being 150k to 500 grand like it's it's something's gone something's gone wrong there sort of thing like something's gone catastrophically wrong and we've we've now got sorted in this next window amongst signing someone to replace Ollie Arblaster because He's out for eight weeks, signing someone to to to, to help Funzo out, who's out for eight weeks, signing someone who could play left wing back because Conor Grant at some stage will be out for eight weeks, signing someone that could play right wing back because Mitch Clark's broken his leg at the minute and like Massey's not good enough, signing someone that can play left sided centre half because the the six players that we've put there so far this season haven't been good enough, like. You know what I mean? We're, we're setting ourselves up to fail miserably year. And if it comes to the end of January and it goes, yeah, we've got Loft, Ooch, insert generic 18-year-old on loan from Premier League club, club, championship club striker here, and James Wilson, 
we have failed miserably in January. So yeah. you know they always they always say we work three transfer windows ahead. So let's see. Meepo yeah. Meepo signing incoming. Christ damn. And let's leave it there, lads, because that's an hour and fifty. We've covered everything that we need to. Whether you'd agree or disagree, that's fine. These are our views. Feel free to message us on Facebook or Twitter. Message the pod with your thoughts. As you can tell, we have recorded it. Well, I say straight after the game, a few hours after the game. We're not happy. My views won't change tomorrow. I'm fuming still from Wickham, so I'll definitely be fuming still from today and Wickham tomorrow. It's not good at the moment. Something needs to change drastically. Bring on Blackpool, who've lost today, and let's see what we can do there. And then a nice trip up to Carlisle on New Year's Day, because we're all fucking idiots. But apart from that, go on, Steve, you were going to speak. Yeah, yeah. just before, you know, Christmas is like a time, you know, I'm lucky I've got my family and stay with you guys to fly, but if anybody's really struggling and you want to, they want to hit up the pod before my laptop goes, just just do that, because, you know, you know, Dan, I know we're all down about football, but there are other things in your life, so if you're struggling, hit us up. Yeah, definitely. And I will say credit to Carol and the club for yesterday. And if anyone thinks this impacts what happens on the pitch, except it doesn't. So don't be throwing that at the club. But well done yesterday to Carol. No jail listener volunteered at the various day where they give out Christmas meals, etc. upstairs in the Robbie Williams suite. So yes. credit for that, helping the local area again, which is what the football club does and does well. Unfortunately, at the moment, he doesn't do football well. And the two are completely separate. However, people start throwing shit at what we do in the community when the football ain't going well because that is the main part of a football club to win games of football I get it but it has no impact on you know us doing stuff in the community doesn't impact what happens on the pitch so well done to everyone there that did that and happy birthday to Callum who is his birthday today um, didn't enjoy the veil by all accounts because he's messaged me so yeah everyone one Johnny last message before we go no as I say just Try and enjoy these next few days before Friday now, isn't it? And try and get out people's system and like let's hope for a turnaround. None of us want to see us get beat. Um, even though we've all just predicted we will, but none of us want to see it. And we will be more than happy to see Ryan Lopper in an at trick and people go home eating a bit of humble pie, regardless of whether we think that'll happen or not. But like if Crosby goes on a 10-game winning streak, we'll all sit there going, yeah, fuck, we were wrong there. But again, this this isn't the end for anybody. But at this moment in time, there's, there, there doesn't seem like there's much way back. So I'm just so dejected at the minute. It's untrue. Yeah, and I'll be honest, I'm not convinced a 10-game winning streak will win me back at this moment in time, the way I feel. I said after Wigan... One swallow doesn't make a sub, and that didn't win me back over. Since then, I've seen the Wickham performance, which was fucking dreadful, by the way. And then I've seen that first half today, which was even worse. That second half, where it shows if we'd actually got a manager that let them go play on the front foot, what we can do, we need a decent manager. Pete Wilde, what are you doing? Flickers, get on the phone to Barrow, ask them how much they want for Pete Wilde, and just sign the check. Let's get a proper manager in. Everyone, have a good few days. We'll be back on Saturday, probably, with Vale being a Friday night. Um, Saturday, Sunday, whatever. We'll be back over the weekend, because, and then we've got the trip to Carlisle. The choice. Everyone, enjoy yourselves. Have an ale and up the Vale. So, it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again. And now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was... Cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight. 
and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So, automate delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.